gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast. This is episode 145, presented by G2, hosted by G2. I am G2, and I would like to ask, how are you on this beautiful Sunday uh, day? If you listen to this on a Sunday, if you listen to this on a Monday or later, I just want to ask you, how are you doing? I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's doing fine. I hope you were able to conquer what you wanted to conquer this past week. If you didn't, hey, you're able to do so this week that you're on right now and just continue to go forward and continue to move forward and I just want to alert everyone uh I'm not being paid for what I'm about to say about Amazon I do want to let everyone be alert that on October the 10th and the 11th Amazon have their um prime days like deals on the 10th through the 11th so please go to Amazon on the 10th and 11th look around and see what you might see this for a deal because guess what as i said before if you didn't listen to my midweek episode the holidays are coming see what's there see what you can nab up and grab up before anything does happen because again we're in a time where uncertainty is going down and i'll speak to that uncertainty in a minute but go and look around on prime day on the 10th and the 11th see what you can grab for the holidays before you are but out of luck trust me now with that out of the way i want to start off Technically, with the National Food Days of the Week, today being October the 8th, it is National Fluffernutter Day, as well as National Pierogi Day, and also National Salmon Day. Tomorrow, October the 9th, it is International Beer and Pizza Day, so please drink responsibly, as well as Moldy Cheese Day and Hoagie Hero Grinder Day. October the 10th, it is National Angel Food Cake Day. I don't like angel food cake, but to each his own. October the 11th, National Sausage Pizza Day. October the 12th, it is National Gumbo Day. October the 13th, National Yorkshire Pudding Day, and also World Egg Day. And to round us off, October the 14th, it is National Dessert Day, as well as National Chocolate-Covered Insects Day. I never had national co- I never had a chocolate-covered insects, but I will say I've had, like, dried uh, grasshopper-like sweet and sour, not sweet and sour, got a sour cream and onion like flavor crickets i was able to get that at a store down in myrtle beach called it's sugar they had like some insect like insects in there that were already dead but like flavored and i was with my brothers a couple years ago like this was i was in my teens and i remember buying this because my brothers thought you wouldn't get this because we would get like twenty dollars when we were able to go out from time to time and uh i was spent some of my money on that. I ate some and I told him it's just like sunflower seeds. So I'm not opposed from eating insects. It's just that you got to have like, it can't be mushy type insects for me to be eating. Again, the reason why I brought this up because October 14th, National uh, Chocolate Cover Insects Day. I'm not certain if I'm going to be a part of that, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Let's put it like that. If it wasn't some type of mushy, gushy like insects. Now, with that out of the way, I would like to give an update on Bone Thugs and Harmony uh, Crazy Bones. He would put up on his Instagram this past uh, Tuesday saying that 
just fought for my life for nine days straight. And I only won the battle this time because I know Jehovah God was with me every step of the way fighting for me. Never take life for granted. Enjoy it while you have it. Thank you all for your thoughts and prayers. Trust me, I needed every last one of them. For people that were not aware, Crazy Bones, he was checked into the hospital uh, last month after coughing up large amounts of blood. But it seems he pulled out of it. And I'm glad that Crazy Bones did pull out of it again. From one guy that deals from throat problems to another, I'm happy to see him pull out of it. Mines were not to the extent of his where he like had blood coming out of his throat. Me, I just usually have always had sore throat problems. I've had tonsils being taken out. I've always just had issues with my throat. Again, never blood being like coughed up. But whenever I hear someone having blood, well, not blood, having throat issues, my heart goes out to them because I know how that feels. So I'm glad Crazy Bones is okay. I'm glad he was able to beat this. So Congrats to Crazy Bones, and that was your update on Crazy Bones. Now, moving from that, I do want to talk about something that happened yesterday, like in real time from the Associated Press, as the title will read, Hamas Surprise Attack Out of Gaza Stuns Israel and Leaves Hundreds Dead in Fighting Retaliation, backed by a brigade of rockets, Hamas militants stormed from the blockade Gaza Strip into nearby Israeli towns killing dozens and abandoning others in an unprecedented surprise attack during a major Jewish holiday Saturday. A stunned Israel launched airstrikes in Gaza with its prime minister saying the country is now at war with Hamas and vowing to inflict an unprecedented price. In an assault of startling breath, Hamas gunmen rolled into as many as 22 locations outside the Gaza Strip, including towns and other communities as far as 15 miles from the Gaza border. In some places, they gunned down civilians and soldiers as Israel's military scrambled to muster a response. Gun battles continued well after nightfall and militants held hostages in standoffs in two towns. Militants occupied a police station in a third town, where Israel forces struggled until Sunday morning to finally reclaim the building. Israeli media citing rescue service officials said at least 250 people were killed and 1,500 wounded in Saturday's attack, making it the deadliest in Israel in decades. At least 232 people in Gaza Strip were killed and 1,700 wounded in Israeli strikes. The Palestine Health Ministry said Hamas fighters took an unknown number of civilians and soldiers captive into Gaza. The conflict threatened to escalate with Israelis, well, Israel's, sorry, vow of retaliation. Previous conflicts between Israel and Gaza's Hamas rulers brought widespread death and destruction into Gaza in days of rocket fire on Israeli towns. The situation is potentially more volatile now with Israel's far-right government stung by the security breach and with Palestinians in despair over a never-ending occupation in the West Bank and suffocating blockade of Gaza. What does this mean? I have no idea 
Um, I don't know what's going on over there. This thing came at me and I just read about people dying and people being injured. And what's always crazy to me is civilians are always like getting attacked and people are dying. People are being taken hostage. When you're a soldier being into your country's military, I understand it's kind of your job. You kind of, I'm not going to say you volunteer that. Some of them do, some of them do not. But that's kind of your job. You put your life on the line for your country, for your, even for some people's religion. You do that. But I still don't know what's going on with certain countries having battles between each other. It's probably because I'm not in those countries and I don't pay attention to those type of things unless like America News like really broadcasts it. But since this just happened on Saturday and it just like came up on my news feed, I don't think there's a lot of information really about this yet. There might be some this upcoming week when the news actually does talk about it, but since this thing just happened, I think it was my responsibility to bring it to you to know what's going down over there, and more information will come out in this week, hopefully, about what's going on between uh, Israel and Gaza, to be completely honest, because again, this is weird, at least it is for me, because I don't understand what's going on. But as I said, more information will more likely come out this upcoming week. Now, with that being said, now I want to move over to something that happened over here in American news. I believe this was like the biggest thing because this has ramifications that's going to follow it. Um, it was Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy has been removed as the Speaker of the House. They will say this is the first time in history a lawmaker was booted from the top spot in the chamber with eight Republicans uh, voting with all Democrats to eject McCarthy from his role in a 20, 216 to 210 vote, largely in response to the GOP's frustrations over McCarthy's decision to put a clean continuing resolution on the floor to advert a government shutdown. The stopgap bill cleared both chambers in overwhelmingly bipartisan votes. So Kevin McCarthy, he's no longer the Speaker of the House. Um, they have to find another Speaker right now. And why are people upset? My understanding of why people upset what Kevin McCarthy was that he was trying to make sure the government didn't collapse. He was trying to make sure that the government didn't uh, go into a shutdown. And what were people trying to get from this whole thing? I think that what my understanding was that the Republicans, they were tired of America constantly spending money over in the Ukraine uh, business over there with the sending money for the weaponry for their war over there against uh, Russia. And I think that the Republicans are tired of that migrants or immigration system just being a failure and migrants being around in America at like big numbers. And I think they wanted something to be taken care of with that. And I think that's the reason why this whole government shutdown business became such a big thing. They're going to say because of spending. Obviously, both things have to do with spending, the sending money to Ukraine and also the money that's being dumped into the immigrants and migration system that's happening over here in America. Again, I don't get much into politics. I don't really do that. But when it comes down to a government shutdown and it being averted for 45 days, and again, as I said on my midweek episode, it's going to 
once again roll around into November. And people, as I said, November is the time for Thanksgiving. And after that, immediately, it's going to be rolling into Christmas time. People are going to be without jobs. People are going to be without paychecks coming towards literally on Thanksgiving and around Christmas time if this government shutdown actually does happen in November when they're supposed to have another talk and there could be another government shutdown. That means all these people that are government workers, they will be losing paychecks. They will not have no Christmas or it'll be time for robbing season for real, for real. People will be robbing people because that's just the way that life goes. And that's the way that life is right now. Because if so you see someone getting something and you don't have it, people are going to rob. That's just how it is for certain individuals. Certain individuals won't, but a big majority of them will. You're already starting to see a whole lot of uh, smash and grabs in stores. What makes you think people won't smash and grab in people's houses or uh, start being porch pirates, stealing packages off of people's porches? It's already been a thing. So again, with Kevin McCarthy being out of the seat of the speaker for the House, I don't know what's going on in the political realm for that. Who's going to take over the spot? That's not my forte. That's not my piece of business or real estate into that. I just know the fallout of this. And I just know the fallout is that whoever's going to be in there next, if they're a real diehard Republican and they don't get their requests being made for whenever the time comes around again for the government shutdown to come around and we actually do do get a government shutdown, I do want to let everyone know that you're Government officials, they still will get paid. You, the government workers, you will not look into why the government officials got paid. Or if you don't know why, you will listen to, I believe I talked about it either on last week's episode, Sunday episode, or this past Wednesday episode on why your government officials, like your senators, your uh, people in those high seated positions are still getting paid even if the government does shut down. There's some type of contract in place that hasn't been changed in mad years. And again, you can look more into that, but that's the reason why they are still going to get paid. While you, the government workers, like the male people, the people that work in the, uh, God, what do they call it? The God, God, people that work in airports. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. The legit people that actually work, work, you guys aren't going to get a paycheck while the other people that somehow they play these political games in people's faces, they're still going to get paid. So again, with Homeboy being out of the seat now, and we don't have a speaker, they're finding a speaker, just pray to God you don't get a hard, stone-cold like Republican, because if you do, expect the government shutdown in November. Just expect it. And normal people expect people to start really robbing people. It's going to happen. It's going to be more turned up because everything is going up. Everything. Gas, uh, food, everything. I don't think I need to go through the whole inflation situation. You know what time it is. Just be on alert for what's going down in the next couple of weeks and month leading up to their next talk about government shutdown. And once either it happens or it don't happen, I'll be back here and I'll try to get you guys prepared as best as I can, to be honest with you, because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just trying as best as I can to keep up to date with this stuff, just like every single one of you. So with that, that's all I got to say about this particular topic. Now we're off to the next topic here. As we're talking about an 11-year-old boy in Florida, he shot two of his teammates after a fight broke out on practice this past Monday. 
Um, he was arrested and charged on Tuesday, according to the police. The alleged shooter, who has not been named because he's 11, was hit with an attempted second-degree murder charge, and his mother could also uh, face charges for failing to secure the alleged firearm use. According to ABC News, additional charges against certain adults are pending and that the mother told law enforcement that she told him prior not to handle the gun and that the gun was for her own protection. During a practice on Monday, a fight broke out after food was allegedly slapped at the 11-year-old's hand at a sports complex in Florida. The youngster then headed to his mother's car and grabbed the unsecured gun and opened fire on his teammates after the alleged food slapping. As a shame, no one wants to arrest an 11-year-old by any means. The police chief of Apaca, Florida, would say. He also said kids are ruining their lives with gun violence. So that's what we have here. I don't understand how food slapping can cause someone to want to go to their uh, mom's car and grab the gun and start shooting. But again, you have different uh, people raising kids. You have different uh, kids getting different mindsets in their head and thinking that, well, I could just grab a gun and start shooting. Again, we are living in such a crazy time that a lot of things are really just flying by the wayside, and that's just another day in the news. This shouldn't be another day in the news. This should be a warning call for a lot of parents, again, to keep their guns out of reach for their kids. I understand the mother said that the gun was for her protection, that the boys should never grab it, but you should not have a gun in your car. But if you do, make sure that your kids do not know where it is located because your kid has a possibility to grab it and use it like in this case here now you might have certain kids that will rummage through the car just to try to find something or um grab their mother's purse at one point and they might end up seeing the gun there and they might remember it okay you have that case there so what i will say in that case or any case if you tell your kid to go look for something and you hide your gun you think that your kid doesn't know where it's at um if you're telling your kid to look for your something in your car best believe they probably found the gun they're probably not going to say nothing to you. Some kids might, some kids won't. But just think that they have found your gun. Probably want to take your gun out the car and probably hide it somewhere else inside the car just so that if another incident happens or you tell your kid to go look for something, they're going to automatically look there again and try to see if the gun is there. Now the gun has been moved. I just want people to please uh, think of the children. Because this incident shouldn't have happened. This kid should not have went to the mother's car, grabbed the gun after a uh, teammate slapped food out of his hands or whatever may have you here. I don't like that. I don't like 11-year-old has been uh, arrested. And I don't like the mother has been arrested either because, again, this is just another situation that shouldn't have happened. But, again, this is what we're living in. We're living in dangerous time, folks. Please be careful out there, especially with your kids. Please be careful. Now, speaking of kids... Um, I would like to turn you on to something as this comes from people, as it would say, teacher accused of raping boy who is 12 claims in recording. She's pregnant with his child. Alyssa McCommon, 38, allegedly told the boy in a taped phone call, when the baby comes out looking like you, we don't have to talk anymore. Prosecutors allege a fourth grade teacher in Tennessee who's accused of raping one of her former students is pregnant with his child. According to a tape recording of a phone call that prosecutors played in court Tuesday on September 18th, Alyssa, 38, of Covington, was arrested and charged with raping a 12 year old boy and inappropriately contacting other young boys by playing video games with them and 
communicating with them on social media. The mother of two was released on a 200, well, excuse me, $25,000 bond, provided she refrained from having any contact with the alleged victim or any other minors besides her own children. She pled not guilty. On September 28th, she was re-arrested after allegedly stalking and harassing an alleged victim, said police, who claimed she told the boy via text that he would regret going to the authorities. On Tuesday, during a bond revocation hearing in General Sessions Court, prosecutors presented a bombshell when they played a tape of a phone call they claim Alyssa made to the alleged victims suggesting she was pregnant and that he is the father of their baby. Wow, okay. Uh, during the hearing, Detective Tony Dawes testified that Alyssa reached out to the alleged victim via text on September 26, two days before she was re-arrested. Now, allegedly in the text messages, uh, she would put, I have to tell you something that is serious and huge that deals with you. This was a mistake. This is my burden. Um, OMG, delete this message. Please don't get me in trouble. The alleged victim and his mother reported the exchange to police, who then arranged for the phone conversation between the boy and Alyssa to be recorded. The detective said in court, in the phone call that they played in court, she would say, what do you mean last year? I will never text you again. You will never hear from me again. Just please don't say anything. I'm under so much stress and I'm so scared all the time. Prosecutors also claim she said to the boy, I try to tell you when it comes out looking like you, we don't have to talk anymore. Just please, God, tell me you're not going to say anything. I'll never speak to you again. I'm going to raise this baby. I can do this, she said in the recording. So we have this here. Now, again, I've said this to you before. I think a lot of people know this now. A lot of teachers are messing around with their uh, students or even former students. This whole thing is nasty to me. I never have seen the levels of which we are really seeing teachers getting like arrested or is being reported that teachers are messing with students or former students. I never seen it be so much uh, reported as it is now. It's incredible to me. You are 38 and you have two children of your own. So that means to tell me that you have some ability to snag an adult person, at least of your age, or if not of your age, someone older than you, or even someone a little bit younger than you, to have relations with. You have that ability. But you picked out a student that is 12 or was younger at the time when you mess with him. That is insane. That's... uh. That's wild. If you do the math, that's 26 years. That's uh, that's a whole adult that you're a whole age between 26 uh, years, man. That's crazy. Um, That's nasty. I think everybody knows that's nasty. I don't think I need to go more into details about that. I don't know what I would do if my kid were to tell me that they're messing around with an adult or I find out that my kids mess around with an adult teacher. I don't know what I would do in this instance. I would be pissed. I probably would go uh, to the police. I probably would like, I, this is nuts. And then if my kid were to get a teacher pregnant, that's going to add a whole lot of other elements to this factor here. 
because she's more likely going to go to jail. And if she is pregnant and she does give birth, we don't really hear like the aftermath after things of this magnitude, after a teacher gives birth to their former student's uh, child, if they're of younger age, like a 13, 14 year old, or even now a 12 year old, or even in certain cases, God forbid, an 11 year old, like being a father, we don't really hear the aftermath or the updates of those uh, scenarios in the news. We always hear about, okay, somebody got pregnant or okay, the person is giving birth. We don't ever get like updates on what's going on or how they proceeded with that. Because now that kid has to now either a quick grow up and become a father, either B, the parents of that kid has to take in that baby and raise it up. And again, we don't ever hear the updates of those situations. And you shouldn't hear updates of the situation because you shouldn't have to hear it because this type of stuff shouldn't be going down at all in the beginning. But here's where we are. Again, I've said that we're in a crazy world. We're in a crazy time that we're living in. And I think people need to really see that now, especially with more uh, news cases like this happening almost, if not every other week, almost about every month. You're getting a teacher being popped with messing around with a kid. That's what's coming around. So look after your kids. Look into their phones. Look and see who they're messing with. You need to start investigating your kids' cellular devices and their social media pages to really see who they're actually talking to. Because you don't want a situation like this. This is just nasty across the board, at least in my opinion. I think a lot of adults will say the exact same thing. Now, moving off of that, I want to talk about Jennifer and James Crumley. They are the parents of Ethan Crumley, the kid that uh, did the shooting in the classrooms in Michigan. Um, it was reported last Friday that the Michigan Supreme Court has made history and they are sticking the charges um, with the Crumleys. They will stand trial for their alleged roles in the death of four students murdered by their son in 2021. The Crumleys are the first parents in America to be charged in a mass shooting as prosecutors seek to hold them criminally liable for buying their son the gun that he used in the massacre and for never telling the school about the weapon when they were summoned over his troubling behavior. The parents who were facing involuntary manslaughter charges have been fighting for two years to get the charges dismissed. Their final appeal was before the Michigan Supreme Court which seven months after receiving the request opted not to hear the case. So James and Ethan Crumley, they'll be facing these charges. And to be honest with you, this is the first time that parents should be facing this type of case. And I think that parents should be held li well, liable whenever things like this happen, whenever they know about it. Because I'm just going to give you a quick recap of the whole uh, situation. Ethan Crumley, a troubled kid. He has a weapon in his bag. I believe the teacher uh, went over to him. He was, I don't know if she suspected something from him or not. She ended up seeing what he was Google searching on his phone. I believe it was magazine clips for his uh, gun. And the off, he had to go to the office. The office ends up calling the mom. The mom ends up going there, seeing about her son uh, they end up talking to him, whatever. They send him back inside the classroom. Um, the mom decided not to bring him home, which is still crazy to me. Um, the kid ends up whipping the gun out, shooting 
in the classroom. And the thing was that he wrote on pieces of paper, like before this, that I believe that at the time, um, a teacher saw it saying, help me, help me. Or if not, the teacher saw it, they ended up finding it evidence. Again, you could do the whole Google research yourself. The boy wrote, help me, help me on it. And again, he was just troubled. He didn't get no help. The parents neglected him. And this is just where we're at. The mother could have took him home and he in this situation would not have happened. But nope, she decided to keep him in the school. The father, when he first heard about this, he thought it was his kid, but then he realized it was his kid. He had to leave and go home to see if the gun was not at the house. The gun wasn't there. So there you go. Um, that's basically what we have here. So the Crumleys, they've been trying to deal with this for some years. They've been trying to like distance themselves from this, saying that we didn't uh, do this. We had no hand in this, but you guys knew about it. You guys knew that your kid was troubled. You guys knew about certain things, but you guys just didn't care. So now you guys are going to have to face the music for this. Um, whenever this trial does happen, I will keep up to date on this because I'm really interested in this uh, situation because this could set a precedent. As a matter of fact, not could, this will set a precedent for parents and what they are going to be held liable with if, when their kids bring a gun to school and start doing heinous acts like this. In the article, they do say if convicted, each parent faces up to 15 years in jail. So there you go. Let this be, again, another lesson to the parents Look after your kids, look into what they're doing, and if you know they're troubled, try to get in contact with the school and be a parent, because a lot of people are lacking that nowadays. Parents are not being parents. Parents are not actually going to the school, see what's going down with their kids. If their kids is misbehaving or their kid is coming home in a bad day or in a funk, they're not having those conversations with their kids to try to get to the resolve and all that. I want parents to actually be parents again and actually try to help their kids out the best way that they can. So again, look into all these actions. See what's up with your kid. See what's up with their grades. See what's going down with who they like. See who their associates are in the classroom. Just try to get a feeling with your kid because just having those conversations, even though they might not want to talk with you, they will remember that they actually can come to you and actually speak with you about certain things when they are willing and ready to open up with you so that we won't have to go through instances like this and that you, the parents, won't have to, well, be on trial for things like this magnitude if it ever has to come up. Hopefully it never does, but we'll wait and see. Now, next up, New York DoorDash driver has been charged for allegedly using food delivery to steal packages off of people's porches. A DoorDash driver in New York was arrested Wednesday after police said she used the delivery of a food order to conceal the theft of a package in two separate instances. Julian Sagarim of Queens is charged with two counts of petty larceny stemming from packages reported stolen on Sunday, September 3rd, according to Nassau County Police Department. The department released doorbell camera footage from one of the instances which allegedly saw Julianne walking up to a house with a food order in her hand. Instead of leaving the bag of food, she can be seen taking a package off the porch and walking back to her car with both items in tow. 
She then enters a car parked near the driveway to the home and flees the scene. Nassau County Police said the aforementioned incident took place on Highland Terrace on September 3rd at 4.34 p.m. Authorities began investigating the package theft after the victim reported it was stolen from her residence. So, all right, cool. So we got more people now coming up with creative ways to try to steal people's uh, packages. Not a shocker to me because we're in October now. This happened in September. Expect a lot more uh, pirate thieves or packages thieves, if you will. Porch pirates. There it is. Porch pirates to steal your packages. Because, again, as I said, it's time for robbing season. People are starting to rob because a lot of people don't have the money or have the uh, wherewithal to buy their kids gifts or buy their partners gifts now for the upcoming holiday season so expect a whole lot of uh, porch pirates to be coming around and grabbing your stuff so if you're not in a neighborhood where there's a lot of porch pirates i think you're good because a lot of them don't like they're real close knit with one another so they know to have that like neighborhood watch effect so if someone looks shady that's coming up to your door somebody's gonna come out and be that a good Samaritan or just be that quote-unquote nosy neighbor that certain people hate um, and try to figure out who that is why you're going over to that person's house that that deal in certain neighborhoods certain neighborhoods you need a ring camera because people just are not watching out for people as they used to and also you got just people roaming around that neighborhood and you need ring cameras in certain parts of where you live so do what you got to do for your best uh, surroundings but just be alert there's going to be porch pirates coming this upcoming month and months to come as we're entering the holiday season. Now, next up, as has come from Insider, a cop is under investigation for having an OnlyFans account after a guy she pulled over said he was a subscriber. The Minnesota Police Department is investigating an officer after a man she pulled over recognized her from an OnlyFans account, according to Fox 9. The officer who works in the city's Fourth Precinct, in whom Fox 9 did not identify by name, has an OnlyFans page showing pornographic photos and videos for a monthly fee. The local media outlet reported over the weekend a driver who was pulled over during a traffic stop said he realized after 10 minutes of talking with the officer that he had been subscribed to her OnlyFans pages for five months. The driver told Fox 9 that he said to the police officer, you can't arrest me no more. I've seen your private parts. He also said that he couldn't respect her or the precinct she worked for after seeing the videos. Whether the officer did anything in breach of her employer's code of conduct by having an OnlyFans side hustle is now being investigated. Now, according to the Minnesota Law Enforcement Code of Conduct, officers must keep their private life unsullied. As an example, to all, Memphis Police Department did not immediately respond to insider's request for comment on whether having an OnlyFans page would violate this. In a statement provided to Fox 9, the department said, we take any allegations of policy violations seriously and the chief has ordered an investigation. So a police officer has a side hustle, which is OnlyFans, and now she is more likely probably going to get suspended or kicked off the force. That's what I'm seeing from this, because if she has it, and let's be honest, um, police officers probably having an OnlyFans page or even like doctors, nurses, or anybody like that having an OnlyFans page isn't really taboo anymore. I don't see how it is taboo because people are just trying to gain money and earn extra money on the side, especially if you're a woman police officer. 
Matter of fact, if you're a female at all, it's easy for you to create an OnlyFans page. And I'm not saying it's easy for you to come up with a system or anything like that. I'm just saying in the way when you look at life and you look at sex work, women are able to get more money than men. So let me state that off. So I'm not trying to be such a pig or anything when I say what I'm about to say here. Having a female officer do OnlyFans will give them it at least a leg up than a regular woman doing OnlyFans because men, certain men want to be dominated. Certain men have this idea that they want, they want to be dominated by a woman. They want to envision themselves in a role play if they were to be with a woman in law enforcement. Certain men have had that pleasure. Certain men have not. The men that have and the certain men that have not, they want to at least live out or relive those ideas and relive those fantasies with OnlyFans and the women that are there, especially women that are officers. I don't see nothing wrong with anybody having an OnlyFans. If that's what you want to do, that's what you do. Cool, fine, whatever. Just know what comes with it when you do make it because anything that happens on the internet is going to be leaked out. It doesn't matter what it is. You can be having a movie. Guess what? The movies that are on theaters, they get leaked out. Musicians, the music that they have, they get leaked out. Even certain music that's not officially uh, finished yet, they always get leaked out. Television shows get leaked. Scripts get leaked. Uh, sports get leaked. You know what I'm getting at here. Everything gets leaked if it's on the internet. So if you are an adult uh, performer or if you're using this as a side hustle, just know your stuff is going to get leaked out. And I don't like how Homeboy got arrested. He thought it was smart to say, you can't arrest me. I've seen your private parts. That was just being a complete dick. That was being a dickhead, bro. You didn't got to say that. Now, you could have had a conversation with the officer if she was around nobody else. And I believe that you and her could have gotten it off by saying something if you were witty and clever to at least not get a ticket or something like that. That's kind of what it is. But if you if you see that person that you are subscribed to on their OnlyFans page and you see them out with someone else, it's not the best way to mention that to them, especially if they're doing their job, like a doctor doing their job. You having to see that doctor that you subscribe to and they're with their colleagues. You don't say something to them about their OnlyFans page there. Again, you say that to them whenever you and that person are by themselves. I think you could do that. But again, you got to be sly with it and you at least got to be at least have some entertaining one liner to say something to at least get that off. Or if you're socially awkward, you could be awkward with it. But guess what? They will understand that you're awkward. And I think they'll even let you bypass with that. But if they're around other people, you can't do that at their job. You for certainly can't do that. And if they're out there in a public setting, you for sure can't do that. I think Homeboy was just being a dick when he said that here. But getting back to my point here, I see no problem with an officer or anybody else in any workforce having an OnlyFans. Will that mess up their job? I hope it doesn't, personally. Because if they're doing their job and they have no problems on their job, I don't think OnlyFans should hurt their job at all. I don't think that should at all. We all have our pro uh, private lives. We all have some skeletons in our own closets that certain people know, certain people don't know. It is what it is. I just think that having an OnlyFans isn't a bad thing. I don't think it should kill you from your uh, public job or your government job at all, to be completely honest. But I wish that this uh, Memphis police officer the best. 
or Minnesota, excuse me, it ain't Memphis, it's Minnesota. I wish her uh, the best, and I hope that uh, she doesn't lose her job over this, to be completely honest with you. Now, moving on to the next topic here, I want to talk about Mr. Jason Derulo. He is being hit with a lawsuit of sexual harassment, as this is coming from a former worker, or at least someone that had a deal with Jason Derulo of Miss Ezra Gibson. Uh, Ezra Gibson would say that she was thrilled when Jason Derulo reached out with the promise of a record deal. It was a dream offer, the realization of years of hard work and dedication. But she says the deal with Derulo, the singer and social media sensation, came with strings and struggles she never experienced before. Aggressive behavior, unwanted invitations, implications that she have to have sex with him to advance and fear for her safety. In a lawsuit filed Thursday in Los Angeles County Superior Court, Gibson alleges that Jason Derulo turned cold after she rejected his sexual advances and repeated invitations to dine and drink alcohol and that he eventually dropped her deal altogether. She accuses Derulo of quid pro quo sexual harassment. Gibson, who is now 25, moved to Los Angeles in 2008 with her sisters to chase a dream. They formed a girl musical act and they grew a YouTube channel that had more than 1.25 million subscribers. Uh, apparently, Jason Derulo, he caught wind of this. Uh, he invited the group to a work a session. As Gibson would say in August of 2021, Derulo reached out to Gibson as a solo act for a joint venture between his music imprint Future History, and Atlantic Records. The deal would require Gibson to produce a mixtape in four months and an album in six, according to the lawsuit. Gibson's contract also stipulated that she had a single featuring Derulo, the filing says. Gibson would state that she started working with Derulo to create music to present to Atlantic executives so they could sign off on her deal. Gibson states in the lawsuit that as they worked, Derulo offered her, well, often invited her to drinks and dinner at a members-only lounge and that she declined in order to keep their relationship professional. He later began inviting her to drink during their studio sessions according to the suit. She said she did not participate so she could stay aware of her vocal condition and performances. Once in September 2021, Gibson did agree to have a drink with Derulo in the studio and was given inappropriately large amounts of alcohol. The suit says Gibson took a sip and told him it was too strong. I told him that I wasn't a drinker, so it's like you know you're not listening to that the first time I tell you and you're still pushing on me. She said in an interview that in November 2021, she told Derulo that she was not willing to go against her own morals to move ahead and be successful. So I'm guessing that he was trying to push up on her to have sex, and she says, nah, I'm not trying to do that. Gibson's comment echoes allegations in the lawsuit that Derulo pushing her to drink. The suit alleges Derulo responded by telling Gibson she might have to take part in goat skin and fish scales. Gibson was aware that fish scales refer to a strain of cocaine, but that she had to look up what Derulo meant by doing goat skin. Gibson says she learned from online articles about rituals involving sex, goat sacrifices, and blood that appeared to be what Derulo was talking about. The lawsuit states that Gibson considered Derulo's statement an explicit demand for sex in exchange for success that was reinforced by 
other behavior, such as repeated pressure to go out with him and the scheduling of late night studio sessions. So in his lawsuit day, she would point out different other uh, allegations of aggressive behavior that Derulo had whenever she didn't want to sleep with him, like him yelling at her, um, him yelling at her whenever she was late. And he did that in front of her, her mom, her manager, and some other people. Nobody said anything. And uh, she even mentioned how she brought this up to Derulo's manager. And Derulo's manager did nothing at the time. Um, so, again, we're going through this whole situation. She's suing him. Listen, I'm not going to say if it's true or not. But... This happens a lot in the music industry. I will say that. I've listened to the Joe Budden podcast, and he talks about how in the music industry, uh, dudes will try to find someone that they say they want to work with only for them to write, like really want to sleep with the person. Like That's their whole main goal. But their pickup line is, hey, let me work with you. We can create magic here and all this type of stuff. So I can see Derulo using this here because the girl is pretty. I'm not going to lie about it. The girl's pretty. But... I don't know if he did want to sleep with her or did not. I'm not going to put that on him like that. Only if she provides the emails that she talked about how she sent to the A&R, um, will she be able to say that, yo, this kind of stuff happened and I like sent it out to the A&R. They did nothing. That's what she also alleges in the suit that the uh, A&R people, the people down there in the music industry where she was signed at, they did nothing. They were aware of Jason Derulo's behavior, but they did nothing to help the girl. So again, if she's able to prove all these situations by bringing the emails out, having the people that were there in these instances stand up and actually speak out for her behalf whenever this thing goes to court, or if not, that's the only time anybody's going to be able to say that Jason Derulo did do this. I'm just going to stand on the side of, I'm going to wait until everything comes out. But I'm not going to say that I don't see this as a possibility because, again, music industry, just like a lot of other industries, as you saw through the Me Too uh, movement with the Harvey Weinstein and all the other people, when it was time for Hollywood movie executives and TV executives, they do these type of things to young, impressionable uh, people that want to make it. So, again, I'm not so certain but I'm not going to say that my mans didn't do that because, uh, again, this is the music industry and the easiest way to really sleep with someone or at least try to get someone to work with you, especially if you're a high named person and you got music to back up your status, back up what you're trying to get accomplished in the quote unquote ways of trying to make someone a star and you got the hits to back it up. It makes that young, impressionable person to say, you know what, I'm going to work with them because they do have the hits. They have the stuff that they could make me become the number one person and make me become successful in this uh, area of entertainment that I want to explore. So, again, I'm going to wait until everything all comes out. Jason Derulo, if you did this, you're a nasty heathen. You need to go down for it. But, again, I'm going to wait and see for everything to come out, hopefully. Everything comes out and we actually get the truth about everything. That's what I'm hoping for. Now, moving on, we are into the updates about the strikes. Um, the sag after apparently they've had conversations with um, people 
in the Hollywood Executive Studios. They wrapped up their first week of negotiations this past week. They have not reached a deal yet. They will continue talking and they'll resume talking this Monday. I thought they would at least go into the weekend, just like the Ryder Guild um, people did with the Hollywood execs when they had their strike and they were having talks at the table. But apparently they are going to wait until Monday to see if they can resume. But at least talking is actually happening. So hopefully the sag after uh, contracts will get disputed and they'll get resolved and actors will get the proper contracts that they deserve and that they're wanting and longing for, hopefully. Um, the United Auto Workers, they're still on strike right now. There has not been no resolution to that. Hopefully they get the proper things that they're asking for. And as of right now, we have another strike on our hands that came about this week. As this is being reported by CNN, I feel bad for the nurses, but I feel worse for the patients. Kaiser members struggled during the strike. Over 75,000 Kaiser permanent or permanente unionized employees walked off the job Wednesday in the largest healthcare worker strike in the U.S. history. Patients say they're scrambling to find care for a variety of medical needs. One of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, Kaiser, has 12 point. 7 million members, according to the company. The striking employees located in California, Colorado, Washington, Virginia, Oregon, Maryland, and Washington, D.C., including nursing staff, dietary workers, receptionists, optometrists, and pharmacists. A coalition of unions representing them say staff shortages have left them feeling overworked and burnt out, and they are demanding higher pay, among other demands. Kaiser warned that the effects felt by patients in Colorado, Oregon, and California could be more substantial, while Kaiser told patients that a strike should not dissuade anyone from seeking necessary care for urgent or timely Medicare need. In a statement Wednesday, some members seeking non-emergency and elective services say they are struggling to get the help they need with little communication. Several patients who spoke to CNN in Los Angeles on Thursday reported no problems at the hospital located on Sunset Boulevard, but others said they have struggled with issues such as delays, a lack of information about scheduled procedures, postponed diagnostic ultrasounds or lab work, and not having anyone available on site to ask for help. After three weeks of trying to get a doctor, a patient says he is uncertain of when he will be able to see a surgeon for a turn meniscus due to ongoing Kaiser understaffing. Another patient who is a cancer patient who relies on Kaiser services for treatment, was scheduled for semi-weekly lab work. With a strike, however, getting that patient's routine checks has become impossible. They have been turned away Thursday morning, leaving the patient having to look elsewhere for urgent medical assistance. So again, now you got nurses and this Kaiser company starting to strike and again they want higher pay they want everything comes down to pay when it comes down to striking everything comes down to pay everything when people go on a strike it's either because they're not getting paid that's majority prop number one or other two they're not uh being treated right as a person because when you are working for someone they always think they give you the right to uh belittle them or talk down to them we're not in that age anymore where employees are just going to eat crap and take it no Employees now are looking towards their bosses and saying, hey, yo, I need to be compensated. I need to be treated like a human being. I need to actually be able to 
leave out of here without having so much stress on my plate when I leave out of here. I need to be able to leave out of here on a rational time. I mean, there's so many things now that people that are working for someone will be telling their bosses or that they will want from their place of their work that people in the past, they didn't have that, or at least people in upper positions were able to have it, not people that were regular, ordinary people. They didn't have that. So now it seems that the workers want to get paid more and they actually want to be treated right. So again, we got all these strikes coming out of left field, right field, everywhere. And it just seems that the world is finally at least going to be turned right, hopefully. I know everything's not going to be the right way. I know employees are not going to get paid their full worth because jobs are never going to do that. Jobs are never going to pay someone their full worth. They're going to pay you what they want to pay you. And you're going to have to just be okay with it to the point that, yo, I can get more and I'll push for more when it's time to push for more. And that's just where we're at right now. The workers are pushing for more. They're trying to push for more. And that's why the strike is coming in because they're, well, the determination has gotten to this. Hopefully, again, the people will get their money. People will get what they're asking for from these strikes, whether it be the sag after strikes, whether it be the auto worker strikers, and now the medical field. And also, please just, uh, whenever you're talking to your doctors, whoever that are your, that's looking at you, whatever profession, whether it be a nurse, doctor, anybody that's taking care of you or taking care of your loved ones, just ask them how their day is going. Ask them, are they okay? Ask them, they are right? Because if they know you actually look out for them, guess what? They're going to want to look out for you as well. And guess what? They'll be more than happy, or at least they will have, they'll have it in their mind to look after you. Even if their company goes on strike or they go on strike, they might come in on the sneak tip and help you out or help out one of your family members out because you looked after them in their time of need. You actually did care for them. You actually did uh, want to hear from them about if they were okay, how their mental stability or how they were just going in life. Because people don't forget that. Everybody doesn't forget who actually was there for them in their time of need. So look after the people that are striking right now in the medical field. Because we're always going to need nurses, we're always going to need doctors, we're always going to need people to look after other people, especially in the medical uh, field. So just look after them. I hope that the people that are striking get what they ask for. That's always priority number one. But um, just keep them in your thoughts and just whenever you do have a conversation with them, just ask them how they're doing. Hopefully that will strike up something and hopefully they'll remember you down the line. So whenever things does happen, you can call them up. And they'll be able to uh, meet with you and take care of you or take care of someone that you know that needs it. Now, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. So with that being out the way, it's time for some self-promotion before I get you guys out of here. If you have not listened to my Wrestling Highlights of the Week, if you're a wrestling fan, go listen to that. I talk about everything that happened in this week of professional wrestling. That episode's out right now. Um, I can't wait for Adam Copeland and Christian Cage to actually do their whole rivalry, their whole business that they're angling for. AEW is pushing that. I like how they're doing that. And also, upcoming Tuesday, we're going to have AEW going against NXT head-to-head. 
I like that with competition breeding in any field. It brings out the best in both companies. And I like what we're seeing here for this special occasion. NXT's pulling out all the stops. John Cena, uh, Paul Heyman, The Undertaker, Cody Rhodes. You got all these people popping up on NXT this upcoming Tuesday. AEW, for their response, they're putting on banger matches. That's going to be absolute great ones to actually witness and see. So if you're a wrestling fan, go and listen to my Wrestling Highlights of the Week episode and watch professional wrestling this upcoming week. And also, if you were not able to watch WWE's Fastlane, um, I will say just listen to my review. Because to be honest with you, it was a solid pay-per-view. It wasn't like one of their best pay-per-views that they, that they have been putting out like recently. It's a solid. It's one that you could probably skip, but I would say you would want to watch their uh, tag match that happened with Cody and Jay going against the Judgment Day. And if any other match, probably the last man standing match in my personal opinion. But all the other matches, I feel it's kind of skippable. So that's why I say it was a solid pay-per-view. It wasn't one of the best, but it was pretty solid. Um, go listen to the review of that premium live event is up right now. And uh, if you have not listened to my midweek episode, go listen to that because every Wednesday I talk about anything I want to talk about and I play music to get you guys out of here. And that will happen also this upcoming Wednesday as well. So if you didn't listen to my last week's episode, uh, midweek episode, go listen to that. And don't forget, I have another midweek episode coming up this upcoming Wednesday. Now, with self-promotion out of the way, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. I would like to thank all the podcast sites that have me on their sites, whether it be Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, Spotify, all the other podcast sites. I appreciate them because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out to you guys, the listeners, because without you guys, I'll just be one guy talking to a mic into a dark void. And that's just the simple truth about podcasting, to be completely honest, but I'm not going to get more into that. But again, I like to thank the podcast sites and I like to thank you guys, the downloaders, the listenerships, because I see where it's coming from. And I appreciate every single one of you that take the time to download it and listen to one guy just ramble about things that's going on in the news and give his two cents on it. So I appreciate every single one of you. Now, with that being said, always remember. I love you. I love you. I love to say i do love you all this is not a gimmick this is me being for real and genuine as much as i can i appreciate every single one of you that take the time just to download and listen to me just talk and again i appreciate you i love you i hope you guys have a great day have a great week if you don't listen to me on the midweek episode you listen to me on saturday or you'll listen to me back on next sunday's episode so with that all being said, this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again. This has been my Two Cents Podcast presented by G2. I am G2. I love you all. I thank you. And Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.